Cryptopolity Exactly. So, I showed up with a paranormal in the news story, and this happened just a couple days ago. We had lights in the sky over South Carolina. These lights are insane. It's like, there's pictures of it on the internet. Yeah, be careful with those. Somebody had a problem earlier. Um, it was like seven bright lights over the ocean, not land side of the ocean, but over the ocean in North Carolina, outside of, outside of something head. What's it called? Hilton um, head. Hilton head. Yeah, some guy was on a ferry, got, videotaped the whole thing, So, and it's on YouTube, of course, because Naturally. that's how people become famous nowadays. Of course. Um, so yeah, and nobody knows what it was. And just before that, in... One of the islands in like the Caribbean, the exact same thing happened. Started fires everywhere when it landed. There was no meteor found, no spacecraft found. They think maybe it was a satellite that fell out of the sky, but there was nothing, no, no, nothing left behind. Whoa, interesting. So that says to me it's aliens because, I mean, if they just get back in their spaceship and take right back <laughs> right. off, right? <laughs> True. So, yeah. Interesting. Hilton yeah. Head. Hilton Head. Who would have thought? They were on a ferry on their way to what? I have no idea. Sure, that's fine. Because I didn't want to read the story because that's very impersonal. You guys are so close to us right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I will be doing a lot of reading here in a moment. I know. It's like so, story time with Oddity Files. Ex exactly. So, anything creepy going on in the last two days? Sort of. Not creepy, but... I felt a little crazy, so I was actually up in Sandusky, DJ Jimmy right now is performing at Cedar Point, so after we wrapped our live podcast at the library on Friday, I actually drove up there and then just got back today, but while I was driving up Friday night, like, here I am just in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, Ohio, and there was this, and it sounds crazy, but like, a flash of like light out of my really? peripheral, and I was like, that could have been anything, like, a glare, reflection, yeah. It is haunted house season, so haunts like oh, have those yeah. searchlights all the time. And so I literally just ignored it. Kept driving like two hours later, it happened again. What? Are you sure it wasn't a migraine? It wasn't a migraine. <laughs> like, I know that it was outside, yeah. but I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, I guess it could be like something catching a, a reflection because it was out of my like my peripheral. So it I always don't, is. Though. Always. So I don't know. It could have been off my window. Like I'm not saying it was outside, but but it didn't happen back to back. No, so very spread out. Huh. So not creepy, just paranormal. Paranormal cannot be explained. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I we did a live podcast this past Friday in Greenwood. Thank you so much for having us out there. And um, speaking of weird lights in the sky, our paranormal story in the news last week. Well. For those listening right now last week, last Friday for you, um, that if Joe Biden, no, not Joe Biden, who's the other guy, president? Bernie Sanders. If he's oh. elected, he's going to release all the alien information. So if that's not enough reason to vote for the guy, I'm just saying. I, like I said, he's just buying votes at this point. I'm not campaigning <laughs> for Bernie Sanders, but I'm just I mean, that's saying. a pretty like surefire way to get a vote, though. <laughs> Dibs. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, so nothing spooky going on. I went to the zoo boo, and that was fun. They so have, much fun. They have alcohol, so it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Trick or treating. So for those of you listening, we are at Scarlet Lane Brewery in the old south side of Indianapolis, yes. which surprisingly enough, I didn't look up the exact address until earlier today because, like, oh yeah, we're going to be there. I didn't think to, like, why do I need to look up where it is yet? Yeah. I, li I live a mile away, and I was so happy. I was like, if it was nicer, I would have just walked here. But I was, like, getting ready way too early. Well, thinking you had a 20 not way drive. too early, but yeah, I think I had to drive, like, 20 minutes or so. And I pulled it up on Google Maps. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, at least like, we got the right time at this live podcast. True. 
so yeah, sorry. We weren't late. We were early. We were early twice in a row, which twice. is a big deal for us. It is. Not that we're divas. We just have no sense of time. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one paranormal observation to make about Indianapolis because I haven't hung out downtown in a hot minute. There's not nearly enough coffee shops that aren't Starbucks. That's fair. Unless you're in Fountain Square, that's absolutely yeah. fair. So it took us a hot minute, but we found decent coffee in oh, Indianapolis. You should have asked me. There's a really cool coffee shop downtown. It's called Caffeine with a K. Oh. And it's super cool. It's really? like you have to go down kind of like a back alley, but it's so awesome. They have a ton of like really old stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, next time you're in town. I really you thought check it out. Mass Ave would have Mass Ave would it's, have all the coffee. So if you go like all the way toward the end of Mass Ave uh -huh. and then turn and then it's like right not right off of Mass Ave, but it's very close to Mass Ave. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Should next have texted time. you. Yeah, that's what we do. I left you guys all of our little carts. We also have a, a ghost hunting show on Amazon Prime that we're kind of having a blast with right now. Yes. We just recently submitted everything to Amazon. And fingers crossed, shortly, things will go up. We will post on all of our social sites. Right. When things are live and ready to go. But this season, we investigated places like Waverly Hills. Bobby Mackey's. I mean, notoriously. Right. We really locations. upped the Annie on our locations this season. Yeah, because Chris back there, he upped his budget yeah. <laughs> for our show that nobody pays for but producer Chris back there. Yeah. I know. Is he in the credits? No. Uh -oh. he, 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 he opted out. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Anonymous producer. Yeah, we even ghost hunted at Fear Factory in Salt Lake City, yeah. Utah. So cool. In the middle of winter. Middle of and winter. And it was 20 degrees. It was Talk freezing. About but yeah. it was an exciting season. I feel like people who are listening that just listened to last week's so are like, this is the same episode as last week. Not really. <laughs> I repeat my, I'm Alzheimer's years old. They all know that. No, I know. Right? So I've got stories. I have a story that I'm really excited about. Oh, cool. And I brought visual aids. You did not. I did. You are so fucking prepared right now. I am. Where well, did you go? And so for those of you listening, if this is your first episode, we actually have an Instagram. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have all the socials. But on Instagram, Dindy Jimmy puts together these stories that you see as, what are they called? Archives or highlights? Highlights, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of every episode because it is a podcast, so we can only, you and I especially, can only describe things I so well. I suck at descriptions. But if you go to our Instagram page, they have timestamps and everything, and you can just follow through the episode right there on the highlight. Yeah. They're super helpful. And Sometimes I mean, there he explains are, words we don't know the meaning of. Correct. There are a lot of definitions yes. and pronunciations <laughs> that we butcher all the time. Um, oh, it got really quiet in here. It did, I don't yeah. have to yell anymore. Uh, Yay. Thank you. Okay. Yay. But yeah, so everything that I'm going to talk about today, I'm sure he's going to put it up there. But also, if you listened to an episode in the past and didn't realize we had that, now you do, so you can go back and see what something all looks like. All y'all that didn't know we existed, and you're going to go back and catch up on past episodes. There we go. They're all there <laughs> for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm not yelling anymore. This do you, is amazing. Do you go first? I, did he go first in at the library? Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you. I go first. We are helpless. We are helpless. <laughs> that was two days ago. <laughs> well, you've been to seven different states at this point. Fair I enough. was at the zoo, so. All right, I'm going to sit over here so I can't okay. read over your shoulder. So, when we do live podcasts, I like to do something either about the city we're in, because we do go travel all over the United States and do these, or something that has to do with the location we're at and things like that. Um, I didn't do anything Indianapolis because this is now our, our like fourth show, in fifth Indy. show yeah. in Indy. So I ran out of places to write about. But um, I'm going to do the Lemp Brewery and Mansion in St. Louis. See the brewery tie? Okay. Scarlet Lane Brewery. <laughs> See what I'm doing there? So I like to tell, uh, I always do that. I start off my story by being, you know, off the cuff, and then I'd say everything I just broke <laughs> at the top of my story. But I originally wanted to do Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Because it's my favorite Ghost Adventures episode for no other reason than that, because it has my favorite Ghost Adventures quote out of every episode I've ever watched, because... Nick 
allegedly, again, gets possessed by something while Always. he's in the basement. Always. And, and he gets this really serious look on his face, and Zach looks at him and goes, Nick, what's wrong with your face? Oh, right. <laughs> so that's why that, I almost did that one. But Lemp is closer, and it's got, I mean, it was, I guess, a big brewery back in the day. So I'll just get into my story. Um, so this is the curse and haunting of the Lemp Mansion. So, um, yep, not going off the cuff anymore. <laughs> and the story goes a little something like this. Johann Adam Lemp was born in 1798 in Eschwaga, sounds job. right, Germany. Two years after his arrival to the United States in 1836, he moved to St. Louis. He sought to make his fortune, fortune by becoming a grocer. However, abandoned this dream when he realized his grocery store was more popular for his lager beer. Duh. I'm just saying, if yeah, you're going to make beer, obviously. that's going to be the yeah. way to go. Um, in 1840, Adam Lemp closed his grocery and opened the brewery and saloon, then known as Western Brewery, during the, 18, during the 1840s. Lemp, the words are hard. Lemp moved the brewery to a larger complex in South St. Louis and began training his son, William J. Lemp, to take over the operations. The Lemps were once one of the wealthiest, most powerful families in the St. Louis area. However, their fate quickly took a turn for the worst after building and moving into their new luxurious home. What happened to cause their ghosts to stick around the lavish family mansion long after their deaths? We're about to find out. Built in the early 1860s, the mansion was purchased by William Lemp to function both as a residence and a place where his brewery could thrive. The new Lemp mansion had 33 rooms. 33. All the rooms to haunt. All the threes. <laughs> a Victorian look and a sizable basement within three floors, not including the attic room. Three floors. All the three. Everything three always happens in threes. It does. Isn't the demon scratch supposed to be three scratches Everything on your back? Everything demonic is threes. There you go. So William and Julia Lent moved in soon after the birth of their first child. In 1901, a devastating loss took place in the Lent mansion after... It shook the family to their core and spelled disaster for the family fortune. No. A little foreshadowing going on there. Little did the Lemps know, this death was only the first to become a long line of suicides, gruesome misfortunes, and later known as the Lemp Curse. So, this morning I'm going over my story, moving some paragraphs around, and... I fucked up. So uh -oh. you guys, I just told you somebody dies. Anyway, <laughs> William and Julia had six children. The fourth and William Sr.'s favorite, Frederick, was being groomed to replace his father as the head of the business. Unbeknownst to the family, Frederick had a significant health problem that would lead to his death in 1901 of heart failure. The family took the death of the 28-year-old hard, especially Frederick's father, who deeply mourned for three years. When a close friend of his, Fre Frederick Pabst of PBR fame, oh. passed away in 1904, William was already despondent and slowly declining. About a month after Pabst's death, say that 10 times fast, right. William Lemp committed suicide with a shotgun. Wow. A servant heard the muffled pop from her master's bedroom she summoned his sons, who broke down the locked door, and found William J. Lemp Sr. dead with a gunshot to his right temple. That's two deaths. Uh, beer was significantly, significantly less popular by the time of William's death. Um, so Billy Lemp took over the company. In fact, Billy was much better at partying and running a business than he was at running his business. Fair enough. Yeah, well, it was rumored he took part in many discreet gatherings that involved illicit <laughs> alcohol and prostitution. He sounds like a party. Right. I'm just saying. These misdeeds became grounds for his wife to divorce him in 1908 citing mistreat mistreatment and indecency. After only 11 days, the divorce was successfully filed. Now, if my divorce had been over in 11 days, <laughs> my life would have been way better. I mean, can you blame a girl, though, really? She went to 
But she went on to get a huge sum of money in the divorce settlement and gained full custody of their only son. You go, girl. Uh, ten years later, the Western Brewery closed without giving notice to any of his workers. Wow. This guy's trouble. That's crazy. Yeah. In addition to the divorce, the debauchery... I have been looking for a story to put the word debauchery in for so long. And I'm just going to add, I spelled it right on the first time. That's me patting myself on the back. Um, and financial downfall. There's a story floating around that he had a son with one of his many lady friends, and the boy was born with Down syndrome. This poor son was never allowed to leave the home due to Billy's embarrassment and is said to have died in the home under mysterious circumstances. However, there's nothing to back this up anywhere. Uh, the boy is still said to haunt the, haunt the Lent Mansion to this day. So with all Billy's bad choices leading to other bad choices, he follows in his father's footsteps and also commits suicide in the mansion on what? September 29, 1922. Billy sat at his desk in his office on the first floor and shot himself through the heart. How does somebody do that? I don't know. But also when they say, like, follow in your father's footsteps. They didn't that's mean. That's not what they mean. Shoot yourself in no. the heart. Shot through the heart. Right. And yo, sorry. We can't make back-to-back -back jokes about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, when his son found him, <laughs> William Lemp III exclaimed upon seeing the body of his father, you knew it, I knew it, we were all afraid it was coming. So two years before Billy's death, however, another Lemp child succumbed, although not in the family home. As a young woman, Elsa Lemp married the president of the prominent metal producing company in 1910. The marriage ended in divorce. Lots of unhappiness in this family. No kidding. Apparently, the couple reconciled, remarrying in 1920. But less than a month later, after they remarried, Elsa shot herself in bed. What? Literally. There's proof. The internet says so. Upon hearing of the death of his sister, Billy, because this was two years before he dies, says, well, that's the Lemp family for you. Well, that's the Lemp family. Well, I mean, is anyone else picturing Billy Madison when they think of Billy Lemp? Because I am. Gosh. Uh, Charles Lemp, the third son of William Sr., moved into the Lemp mansion in 1929, seven years after his brother's suicide, along with his dog and two servants. Okay. In May 1949, Charles first shot his dog and then shot himself, leaving behind a note that said, in case I'm found dead, blame it on no one but me. Why the dog? That was just good, but why the dog? Literally, <laughs> but why the dog? So he had left instructions for his body with the St. Louis funeral home eight years earlier before he actually could. So he's like, you know, I don't want to steal Billy's thunder Whoa, and like kill but myself. But I have a plan. Yeah. Whatever. All right, people. Unreal. So, um, holy shit, that's a lot of deaths. Most people call it a curse. I think it's obviously genetic dis depressive disorder. But back then, they didn't talk about things like that. You know, it's something you, that goes on in the family. Yeah. So now that we've debunked the curse, let's move on to the hauntings. The Lemp Mansion became a boarding house when it was sold after the Charles's death. After Charles's death, the once magnificent structure. Why do I choose such big words that I can't say eloquently? Um, it deteriorated. It was in a severe state of despair. When the Richard Pointer family purchased it in 1975, they, in, they went on to convert it to a restaurant. Because, okay. you know, mansions, yeah. were, I, I would eat there. It sounds sure. super fancy. Upon renovation, re, re, upon renovation, I shouldn't drink in podcast. That was our main goal when we started this, was to drink and tell creepy stories. It has been a while, though. It has. So upon renovation is when the haunting stories began. Richard was painting Billy's bathroom when he was so scared he left early. And he stated, and I quote, I was painting the bathroom by myself. There was no one else in the house. I felt someone behind me watching me. I mean, it was a terrible feeling, the most burning sensation you could have. I get goosebumps just now thinking about it. I turned around and nothing was there. So I started working again and got the same feeling. So without looking behind me, I cleaned my paintbrushes and got the hell out of there. Fair enough. 
eh, I'd want to see a ghost before I'd have to leave. I'm just saying. Um, Pointer's son, Dick, was once sleeping in the mansion alone except for his Doberman Pinscher shadow. And the sh then Shadow woke him up to what sounded like a loud bang or kick outside of his bedroom door. And I have to say it because it's inappropriate. So I have to say it. Dick Pointer. Who names their son Dick Pointer? Anyway. <laughs> Dick and his sister Patty have seen too many weird things to say that the place is not haunted, including a candle on the mantle being inexplicably lit on its own, just that's something I would love to see. Hmm. What show is it that the opposite happened? Like they were just sitting around a table and the candle... Just went out. Was, was it Portals to Hell? Oh, I think so. I watch all the shows. It's hard I to know. keep track. Um, but that's a trick. It totally Lighting is. a candle. Yeah, I've never even heard of that I would before. like to have that ghost around my house. Same. Um, the door to furniture uh, is open and shut all the time. And glasses are moving, objects are disappearing and reappearing in different locations, soft disembodied voices, and the hearing of clip-clop of phantom horse hooves on the streets leading to the carriage cottage. Huh. Interesting. Another employee had this experience. Early one morning, I was going through the house, making sure that everything was as it should be as the restaurant opened. Then I noticed a dark-haired man seated at a table in what was originally the Lemp family dining room. He was facing away from me, so all I could see was the outline of his shoulders and head. I was surprised to see someone in the restaurant so early, but I asked him if he wanted a cup of coffee. He didn't answer. When I looked away for a moment to flip the light on, I turned around and he had vanished. Whoa. Yeah. So there you have it, kiddos, the Lemp Mansion's curse and hauntings. This place has been on my bucket list to investigate because Ghost Adventures was there too. Obviously. I'm a sucker for the ghost adventures. But in my research, I did find out the old brewery itself is now a haunted attraction. Wow. Yeah, and the place looks insane. I was watching yeah. some videos of it. The bulk of the attraction is in the catacombs underneath, where I guess is where they would keep the vats of beer or something like that, but it looks stunning and I Whoa. want to go to there. So yeah, there you have it. The alleged curse alleged. and the real haunting of the Lemp cool. Mansion. We've in actually never investigated anywhere around there. No, and St. Louis isn't right. that far. No, it's not far at all. No. You need to send some emails. Yeah. Because that would be crazy. But also, like, when there's so much death like that in one location, like, there has to be, I'm not saying, like, their spirits are lingering there, but there has to be something there. there ha and I mean, it wasn't like they just died in their sleep. No, it's tragic. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. All the, the bad yeah, 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 yeah. Voodoo, voodoo juju vibes. That's crazy. Yeah. And I've never, I have not seen that episode. So. Oh, that's a good one. Um, okay, so when I was looking at my story for this week, I was, I really got intrigued by the idea that it's really easy for us to find stories that are of like English descent, obviously, because the stories are written in English. So like, right. that's why all of our stories so far, or most of them, have either been in like the US, Canada, UK, something along those lines. Yeah. But, so I just decided to dig a little deeper. So a very odd phenomenon that stretches back well into history from places all around the world is that of flying humanoids. And I'm not talking about bat-like creatures or Mothman, but rather than exactly what I said. Human figures that are just up there flying about with seemingly no means of doing so and no purpose of being there. Really? It seems ludicrous, but there have been many, many reports of flying people, often by very reliable witnesses. And one place where flying humanoids reign supreme is Mexico. Oh. Where they have been long a feature just in the world of weird that's almost like how we talk about Bigfoot. Okay. The whole bizarre phenomenon goes back to the year 2000 when witness Salvador Guerrero saw something strange, very strange, over the, the Mexican town of Colonia Agricola Oriental in March of that year. That was impressive. Thanks. <laughs> did you take Spanish? I did. Oh, that's why. Um, Giro has actually, was actually out on this rooftop that evening for the purpose 
of watching for UFOs. It was something he regularly did. He was obsessed with UFOs. Okay. And so on free nights, he would just sit up on his roof and hope to catch a UFO. I mean, I've been known to hang out on my back porch looking for Bigfoot. Right. So, yeah. But what he ended up seeing to some people is even stranger than a UFO. As he gazed out over the sky, his attention was drawn to something very odd just floating about. And he could tell that it wasn't a bird, a plane, or a UFO. So he took his video camera. Keep in mind, it's 2000, so it's not like what we have today. Okay. And zoomed all the way into this object. Upon zooming in, it became very evident that it was not your typical something you would see in the sky. Right. But it looked like a humanoid figure inexplicably hovering in the air. There were no wings, no parachute, no means of force of keeping it. No broom. Right, no jetpack, you know. <laughs> but he was just keeping himself afloat midair, reportedly slowly spinning while holding his arms stretched. What? As Gero stared in awe, the figure began to move off until it was behind a building, its origin and destination completely unknown. The whole mysterious thing was supposedly captured on video and has proven to be a very like often debated and controversial piece of footage. As it always is. Now, you would think something so controversial would be very easy to find online. Oh. I could not find this video anywhere. Really? I did find a screenshot of said video. Okay. Um, so this is a screenshot. It literally looks like Bigfoot so flying like, in the air. Just a very humanoid-esque figure floating in the air. <laughs> All the boys want to see. <laughs> um, but, and it was rotating, like keeping that form, so it wasn't like, you know. Was it spinning like really fast? Like that's what I was I think it was just cre creepy, creepily just like. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So, as with anything like this, as the story of this flying man came out, immediately there were other reports of similar sightings Always. in the skies of Mexico. And the sightings became to come in steadily all over the place. One particular well-known report that technically occurred before the Guerrero sighting was that of um, Amado Marquez, who came forward to claim that he had seen something very similar in February. He explained that he had been out one evening and noticed a dark shape bobbing through the sky. As with Giro, he zoomed in with his video camera and saw that it was a humanoid figure cruising along through the air in a horizontal position with its legs and arms outstretched. Again, no sign of wings, glider, anything to keep in the air, yet moving on on its own. Marquez would claim that he had kept this in sight and the video all a secret, but decided to come forward with it when Giro made his report. Oh, okay. Couldn't find any of his stuff. Because, again, he kept it to himself. Yeah. So later that year, in July, there was another port in which the witness, um, Gerardo Valenzuela, filmed a large, dark, humanoid object descend from the sky to disappear behind a hill in a valley near an active volcano in the, Mex in the Mexican state of Morelos. The strange flying man was filmed, was filmed, and again, the video was picked apart and debated. Shocker. Couldn't find that video either. Um, That's insane that you couldn't find any of it. Just these. to like, you're not going to see any videos. So like, I'll be done. Okay. You still won't have seen a video. Damn it. You'll see more more screenshots of videos. Okay, screenshots will work. Yes. We appreciate your efforts, though. In October, there was a sighting made by an airline pilot and co-pilot while preparing to land in Mexico City. The figure was described as a flying man wearing what appeared to be a backpack who was matching the altitude and speed of the aircraft for some time what? before flying off. And this is one of the more notable sightings because they were trained pilots who, have, who are familiar with aerial phenomena, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not prone to just making up tales. And it is said that their experience was transmitted like to air traffic control, saying like, we have this in sight, and they're like, what is it? And that's why they they're said, like, it looks people. like a man <laughs> wearing a backpack. But, so, and this one gets weird, a particularly bizarre report that seems to be very different from all the other reports was in February of 2004 when Ana Luisa and two others witnessed a pretty otherworldly 
sight above Mexico City. They saw in the sky a rather strange object that first looked like some sort of mechanical vibrating machine on top under which dangled like two humanoid legs, the whole of which seemed to be hovering just in the same position, okay? What makes it more bizarre is that a small object was allegedly seen to drift up from below to merge with that larger figure, after which it detached and the upper structure revealed itself and appeared to be some sort of humanoid wearing no. a cloak or cape of some sort. While the thing above it now looks like a living being of some type, Yeah. it is then reported that the smaller object broke off from the cloaked creature to fly off, after which the cloaked one reattached to the winged one and the whole little menagerie just flew off. Whatever it was, it's now known as the Entity Reunion in the Sky, and it's very, very, it's like a very common so sighting. It's like Autobots, you know, they all turn yeah. into one big thing. But like when you're talking about mysterious cryptids and that sort of thing yeah. in, in Mexico, if you mention the Entity Reunion in the Sky, people are like, oh, that's this sighting. Like, it's oh. so common in their culture. And it, keep in mind, this is 2004. Like, it's not, you know, the 1800s. Right. So the next year, in 2005, witness Horatio Roquette would also be filming a flying humanoid in a seated position atop some type of device, again, over Mexico City. He was out with his sister in the middle of the afternoon on a clear day when they both saw a tall humanoid figure cruising through the air and leering at them menacingly. In this case, the figure seemed to be perched on top of some sort of gravity-defying vehicle that had a strange red glow to it with its legs dangling behind. The vehicle they took, uh, or the video they took, has now become some of the most amazing and quote-unquote famous pieces of footage, even though you can't find them, (laughs) ever taken. And a lot of articles said that the videos aren't out there because the government, like their government has them. And I'm like, and they... They said, like, for the U.S., Area 51 is very famous, but, like, how much you have you seen about it? It's like, no, yeah, okay, absolutely. fair enough, but still, okay. I don't buy it. Yeah. So this is another screenshot from theirs. So looking like a guy. It literally All looks I like- see is Hagrid riding the motorcycle. <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars when they're in the woods and they're riding on those little yeah. things. But all I can see in my mind, like Haggard coming to get Harry from his aunt and uncle's house. Um, So this is my favorite. And keep in mind, like I had to pick and choose sightings because there are so many. Really? I've never heard of this before. So again, back in 2004, the weirdest and most harrowing encounter of them all. A police officer in the city of Monterey by the name of Leonardo Samaniego claimed that he had been out on patrol in the early morning, early hours of January 16th, 2004, when he had a violent encounter with something not quite of this world. The officer said that his patrol that evening had taken him to Benito Juarez. It's a borough of Mexico City. Oh, I thought it was a dude. When he had turned onto a quiet tree-lined street when something large and black fell from the trees but began to levitate right before it hit the ground. What? The puzzled officer drove his patrol car closer, and that was when he could see the dark shape was, in fact, a floating humanoid that looked like an old woman dressed in all black with dark skin and eyes that were just black sockets without eyelids. Oh, that's terrifying. Terrifying. The startling apparition then apparently... Um, flew over to hover right in front of the vehicle. And he could see it better at that time and noted that it was a hideous-looking woman that almost resembled, like, a a textbook witch. You know, just, like, scary old lady. I don't know if you remember, but maybe four or five months ago, that same thing was spotted in Wisconsin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently, annoyed by the car's headlights, the apparition then covered was, like, trying to cover her face with a cloak. And then flew right into the car's windshield. Witches be crazy. Flew into the windshield. <laughs> causing the officer to go speeding back in reverse. And this is an actual quote on record by him. He said, as soon as I realized it was a kind of woman being or a witch, very strange, standing there trying to cover her face, she threw herself against my car very fast, falling on the car and hitting the windshield. 
She was flying very fast, and it only took her a second to hit the windshield. I was so shocked by so shocked. I was so shocked by this action that I put the car in reverse and pushed the accelerator, trying to get away, requesting backup on the radio. Um, yeah. It was a woman with black eyes. Everything was black, no eyelids. Her skin was very dark, and her expression was horrible. She was furiously trying to get to me with claws while I was driving away in reverse, calling desperately for backup of any assistance in the units around. So he was able to, uh, I guess, shake the mysterious woman off the car before smashing into a wall and passing out. Oh, my God. When he next awoke, it was to the sight of other officers who came to... backup, yeah. But none of them had seen the surreal entity that had supposedly attacked him. Samaniego told them all what happened, and he would subsequently be put through a series of drug tests, um, psychiatric wow. tests, just all these tests, because no one believed him. Every one of them turned up negative. Really? Yeah, he was completely sober, not on anything. Like, he's sane. That's yeah. And he was just, terrifying. like, a very normal person. Yeah. Nothing that he would, like, he wasn't into ghosts or aliens or anything like that. Not like the first guy looking for aliens. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, some people did believe him because other reports would filter in after he came forward from people all around. One witness, Norma Hernandez, claimed that just two weeks before the police officer's strange account, she had been hanging laundry when she saw a black form of some humanoid floating above the, in the sky above. Other locals would claim to have seen a similar entity stalking about through the air. The sightings of such strange entities continue to come in, and no one is really sure what they could be dealing with. The rational explanation is that they're obviously hoaxes, misidentifications. A lot of people say that those clips are balloon, like party balloons that have been released. Maybe there is a Hagrid balloon out there. Um, or just other aerial phenomenon, but it doesn't seem to explain all the cases, especially when some of them are given by such reliable witnesses like police officers or airline pilots. And considering the nature of these beings basically looking like flying humanoids, it's like, what do you call it? Because it's not really cryptozoology. No. As, because it's not like something people are hoping to find one day, like Bigfoot. Um, but p- theories have stretched from aliens to witches, interdimensional beings, or just some sort of like mad scientist testing out new technology. All we know for sure is that something very strange is going on in the skies of Mexico. That's awesome. My Crazy. first thought was time traveler. Ooh. But yeah, we're the, just hovering around? Well, they have the technology. If they, I mean, if they're from That's the future, true. they would have the tech. Or Inspector Gadget. Or Inspector Gadget. Yeah. I literally had never even heard of it. But then when I... So I kind of told you a little bit. Uh, earlier this year, I went to Trinidad, and she was telling me about all these local like folklore. Yeah. But they don't consider them folklore. Like They believe that like there's this creature in the forest that protects the forest. Like Everyone really? in Trinidad believes that it's a thing. But that's something you and I have never heard of. It's just not a part of our, our culture. Yeah. Is it so, like Santa Claus, everybody believes in it? Or they really no, think? No, like, they believe. Wow. The con that I was at, when you walked in, there was a massive statue of one at a con. Like, he has nothing to do with the con. Yeah. But it's just so... It's like their protector. Yeah. And so I started, I just got curious about other cultures. Because, if like, this primarily happens in Mexico, and all yeah. the reports are in Spanish... Like when we're googling stories, we're not gonna we're not come gonna, across that. Yeah, click at all. on that one. That's super interesting. And but the, the, why does it only happen in Mexico? I mean, there's photo proof if it's I real. I feel like it should happen everywhere. And though. like the police report, it's yeah. you can find it on file. And just the fact that he he went, you know, like on record with that statement after like the next day once he was he didn't retract it at all. No. Because that's been a thing when we've done other right. stories about cryptids and things. Yeah, the, yeah. the cops like, will make the report, but then the next day they're like, eh, or I don't over want to time talk they just like anymore. don't line up and they just yeah. like start kind of digging themselves a grave. But no, he says that it absolutely happened. And my question was, if she slammed into this windshield and it was all over the car, not like run fingerprints, but DNA, surely there's something she, yeah. on the car itself. But then he smashed it, so like if she did damage to the car, you wouldn't even know because he, he hit a wall. Right. I don't know. I kind of want to believe in this. I know. Me too. Yeah. I understand the balloon thing. Like if you have a whole gaggle of like 
balloons that get let go and like they're far enough away I could see how it might look like a figure yeah. at some point. Yeah. But like the first guy was saying that it was like fixed in that position. Well, the first photo you showed. Right. I mean, it it literally looks exactly. like a human. And balloons, when you release them, like if it's a whole bunch of individual balloons tied together, like they all still move freely. They're not just stuck in that. Yeah, they're going to be in all. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but that could work too. Just the moment exactly. he captures it, maybe it just looks like right. a human. And like, so. why don't we have any videos? Yeah. We need to call the Mexican government. <laughs> Seriously, what happened to the videos? I, I don't know. I would love to have watched But literally, them. this was like the most famous footage. I'm like, lies. <laughs> lies. They're nowhere to be found. Oh, my God. That's such a great story. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, so last week, I talked about Plebeus, right? Yes. And we talked about MK Ultra and all that. Mm -hmm. So, again, I've driven nine hours in two days, so I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And... Searched MK Ultra on Apple iTunes or yeah. Apple Podcast. Five hundred million episodes came up. Right, <laughs> but I wanted to learn more, and whoa, like I would have talked about it here, but it just doesn't really fit our bill. Yeah, but it's so crazy, and because I know you said you wanted to learn yeah. more about it too, it's so crazy because like how it essentially got put out was during like the Watergate. Put, I say put out like they're not still doing stuff. Right, right. like during um, Watergate when. Everyone in the government was allegedly just being really shady. Yeah. The CIA was like, we need to stop this now. You mean the first time that happened? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> we need to stop this now before, like, essentially someone outs us, mm -hmm. which is hilarious. But you should absolutely, I'll send you the one that I listened to. Okay. But if you guys aren't familiar, MKUltra is the secret CIA program where they were doing human tests on subjects that didn't realize they were being tested on and they With were LSD it was like yeah. LSD it was a, a ton of stuff but it was often like homeless people prostitutes but it got to the point that they were doing it to literally people in the office no yes like CIA just officers hey Bob lick this stamp. no they would they would like spike their coffee no yes Oh, my gosh. And it got to a point where, one, they know they about it. They weren't the ones that saw this guy floating in the sky. No, okay. no. But it's so crazy. And like I said, I could, we could probably do an episode all on it, but government yeah, conspiracy, conspiracy isn't really. Yeah, conspiracy theory is, is kind of a crazy thing. So what we do at the end of every podcast is we read, um, when we're doing it from my, my office, right. we read ghost stories that people submit to us via email. Yeah. At live podcasts, we have people come up and tell personal ghost stories if they have one. Does anybody have a quick... It doesn't have to be a ghost story. Paranormal story. Yeah, you I could mean, have seen a flying see humanoid. Did see a flying guy that wasn't Inspector Gadget? What if someone was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or like we looked out this the window. Oh, do you have stories? Not oh. really. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, you nice. went to Waverly? Did you see Big Black? Yeah, nine nights. Oh, wow. You say nine nights? He's been there nine nights. Oh, I was like, wow, nine nights. One. <laughs> I have a psychic story. Get up here. Take that my works. mic. So um, I used to live in Washington, D.C. in college. I spent a semester there. And we... I was an intern, so I was super poor. So all the interns, we all brought our lunches every day, and we would go and sit outside in Federal Triangle. And if you've never been to D.C., um, it's really busy and packed, and it's full of just all different kinds of people, tourists, protesters, um, and Federal Triangle is really busy. So we were just sitting there eating our lunch, and this man just walks up and said, can I read your palm? Can you guys over here hear her? Here, flip around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this man walked up and he said, can I read your palm? And I said, I don't have any money. <laughs> that was my first instinct. Yeah, and the, Yeah, and my friend I was with said, yeah, you know, like, you know, go away, move along. And he said, no, 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 I don't want any money. I just want to read your palm. And so I looked at my friend, we kind of looked at each other, and I was like, well, okay. I figured that was the fastest way to get rid of him, is yeah. just to have him look at my hand. So he takes my palm, and he looks at it, and he goes, oh, I'm so sorry about your father. <gasps> my dad had died the year before. 
And I looked up at him and I'm just like, what? What? And he said, I'm so sorry about your father. I'm so sorry that you lost him. And so now I'm, I'm all in, I'm invested. And I'm looking at my palm, like, where's my father in my palm? But so, and then he's looking at it again, and he said, oh, you know, he says some of the, like, generic palm stuff, like, you're going to have, you know, a long life. It's going to be, you know, you're going to be fine. Basically, he says, you're going to be fine. And, um, but then he looks at it, and he says, oh, I see you met your soulmate in high school. And what? I look at him and he said, but it looks like you never really spoke. You weren't in the same social circles. Um, so, you know, you never really got to know him, but, but you did meet your soulmate in high school. And so You're now like, we're on my I'm like, hand. And, so, and I know it's like, well, well, what's going to happen now? <laughs> and he's like, so, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. You're going to have a happy life. I just wanted you to know. And then he just leaves. He doesn't offer to read my friend's palm. He doesn't do anything. He just, like, he's just off out in the crowd again. And it was so disconcerting. Of course. And I'm still, like, every once in a while I think, I wonder who that, I wonder who it was. You know, like, who's my my soulmate? And won't lie, I've been married twice. (laughs) My husband hates the story. Um... (laughs) But you didn't know him in high school. I, I did not it. know my husband okay. in high school. <laughs> but so, anyway, if you went to Pike High School in the '80s, and we never, and you didn't speak to me, <laughs> and you haven't found your soulmate, you know, sorry. What is it called? <laughs> uh, just not like misconnections. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get on Craigslist. Um, so what? The first thing that comes to mind when I hear that story, and something that Kitsy and I talk about pretty often is, how do we ever know? and this sounds so outlandish and crazy, that every person we see in a crowded space is real. Oh, I know. Especially, you know, like we're in airports a lot for our day job, and a lot of airports are haunted. And we kind of started thinking, it's like, well, how many of those people we see in the airports are really people? Right. Have we ever... Was your palm reader? Well, and that's what I think. Like, the fact that he came there with almost an objective did it and then left and was just gone. It's like, how do we know? And then just like disappeared almost, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, he just walked off and into the crowd. I mean. That's a great And story I just thought it was weird that he didn't offer to, you know, look at my friend's hand or anything. He just left. Now, have, oh, go ahead. was okay. anything he said something that like provided closure for you? No. I mean, hmm. it She's was nice that he apologized story. about my dad, and I thought yeah. that was really weird that he started with that, because there was no way. Yeah, there yeah. was no way he could have known. It's not like Absolutely. we were having a conversation about that. There was no way he could have known. Um, and then, so... And ever since, you've been looking for that soulmate. Well... Not, not actively. Not actively, <laughs> but, I mean, it would be... I, I am curious. Sometimes I look at the yearbook... And, just and you're like, no, no, no. And just no. because it's your soulmate doesn't mean it's like a love interest soulmate. It's no, just it somebody be. from a past life or however you want to believe it. So yeah. maybe you will reconnect. I don't know. At, the, at our last reunion, I was totally like... I bet. Oh, I bet. You were like, I'm just... Where, yeah. That's that so funny. Story. That is. I love that. Yeah, it was so good. But, so, like we said... Oddity Files is the podcast. You can find us on all the podcast streaming services. Yes. And whatnot. We're on all the socials. We're on, like, this will be episode 48, 48 I believe. 48-ish. Yeah. That's crazy. We're almost at a year. We do this a lot. Yeah. Even we, though we don't have time to all the so time. So the episodes <laughs> always come out on Friday. Yeah. Not always the same time. Never the same time. Just on Friday. And, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it. We have merch on our website. It's just oddityfiles.com. Um, it also talks about other live podcasts that we do. Yeah. Um, this was a really neat little setup, though. I was worried when we came in because I'm, I'm so used to everything being so prim and proper. We have our table and the chairs and and. This no, this was, was like story time with Oddity yes. Files. Thank you, Scarlet Lane Brewery. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, we love you right back. But, but yeah. yeah. 
for sure. So um, check us out. And if you're into ghost shows at all and you have Amazon Prime, we're free on there. So check us out um, and keep watching for season three. Yeah, if you guys have your own stories of ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, oddity files, crew at gmail.com, that's where you can send those. It can be a two-minute story. It can be a six-minute story. All that we ask is that it is a story. We, get, we feel bad because we get some emails that are like, I saw a ghost once. And that's the email. We're that's like, the email. Thanks, yeah. Kelly in Minnesota. I like, know. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, because we do love hearing other people's stories because it kind of brings some sanity to us that we're not just living in our own world where oh. all of this stuff exists. But you know, doing this when it, when I'm out. Actually, my husband was looking at a car the other day, and I was talking to the sales guy because my vanity plate says Oddity Files yeah. on it. He's like, "What's Oddity Files?" I said. And I told him a little bit about it. He's like, oh, my God, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> so we call ourselves the weirdos because we like stuff and talk about stuff that not everybody likes to talk about. Yes. But we are always looking for more weirdos to join us yeah. and hang out and tell stories. Yeah. So, so thank you guys again yeah, so much for coming out, hanging so out. Thank you for coming out. I appreciate cool. it. Ghost on.